Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Um, today we are looking at a famous poem that most British school children, and I think a lot of children around the English-speaking world, have to learn at school. Um, it's a very, very famous po poem and it's pretty good to look at this time of year because the flower that this poem talks about is obviously in bloom this time of year. So this is going to be quite an advanced stream, so I hope you're ready for some quite complicated vocabulary, um, but I'm sure you will be okay. So uh, it's a nice advanced stream for you today. Uh, hi Anna, good to see you. Hello again, I'm glad you like poetry. Hi Tobias, uh, and yes, this is my second and last stream for today. Thank you very much. So the poem is called I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, and it's by William Wordsworth, and it's from 1804. Um, and this poem, like I said, is incredibly famous. It's probably one of the most famous poems uh, from the United Kingdom. So I'm going to read it through once. I'm going to help you with some of the vocabulary and then quiz you on some things. And we will also then talk about the themes of the poem because that's what we do when we're talking about poems. As always, if you have any questions, please, please, please ask them in the chat. I'm happy to answer them for you. So here is I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high, high, or I'll start again. That was terrible. That was a horrible start. <laughs> I'll start again. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high or vales and hills. When all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of the bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. I'm going to read it one more time. Really try and concentrate on some of the words you don't know what the poem is talking about. And then I'll explain it after. So let's start with the poem again. Hi, Mariam. Good to see you. Welcome to the stream. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once... I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of the bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, 
in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Oh, it's a lovely poem. It's a really, really good poem. Um, so now I'm going to quiz you on some of the vocabulary to see if you understand, and then we'll talk about the poem a little bit. So, what animal flutters? What animal flutters? A rat, a butterfly, or a goldfish? What animal flutters? I would like to know if you know. I'm sure you do. Fluttering. Fluttering by. Um, let's see if you get that right. What animal could be fluttering? So, very good, everyone, if you said a butterfly. A butterfly, of course, butterflies flutter. Uh, and in the poem, obviously, we saw the word um, a host of golden daffodils beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing on the breeze. Fluttering and dancing on the breeze. So, fluttering obviously makes it feel like these things are even alive with the way that they're moving on the breeze. A butterfly flutters and these daffodils are fluttering in the wind. What is the Milky Way? What is the Milky Way? A planet, a star, a galaxy or a universe? What is the Milky Way? Ah, David! Hello, welcome. Thank you for watching. Good to see you. Um, David obviously teaches Spanish on Chatterbug and is a wonderful streamer, so if you also want to learn Spanish, please check out David's streams. So what is the Milky Way? Is it a planet, a star, a galaxy, or a universe? Very good if you said galaxy. Let me read that bit of the poem again. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretch in never-ending line along the margin of the bay. So he says the daffodils remind him of the Milky Way with the thousands of stars or millions of stars in the Milky Way. The Milky Way is the galaxy that we live in, Earth is in the Milky Way. Um, it's all of those, you know, sometimes on a really clear night you'll see the kind of lights of the stars in the sky and we call this the Milky Way in English. Um, so he's saying that the, the daffodils, there were so many of them in a line that it reminded him of the Milky Way. Now sprightly, what does that mean? Does it mean slow and gentle or lively or full of energy? I'll read you the bit in the poem. Um, Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretch in never-ending line along the margin of the bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. Sprightly. Sprightly. Does it mean slow and gentle? Uh, lively or full of energy? <laughs> David, we're going to... Uh, David, we're going to talk about that word. So <laughs> we will talk about that word. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Nice to see you. Um, so very good. Sprightly means lively or full of energy. And lively and full of energy, um, in this sense, we're talking about the way that they move. Um, but also, again, it sort of makes them feel alive, I would say. Uh, a sprite is like a little magical creature that is lively and jumps around. Um, and sprightly, again, gives them this feeling that they are this sort of living thing. Um, and we'll talk about why that's important. So, what is the traditional meaning of the word gay? So this poem was written in 1805, so 200 years ago, when the word gay had a different meaning, and I would like to know what is the traditional meaning of gay? Serious and calm, light-hearted and carefree, or fearful and 
neurotic. Uh, what is the traditional meaning of the word gay? So obviously gay now in modern English means sort of um, men attracted to men. Um, but here we are talking about the traditional meaning of gay. What does that mean? Serious and calm, lighthearted and carefree, or fearful and neurotic. Um, so, uh, let me just read this section of the poem. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. Um, so, very, very good if you said light-hearted and free. And he's saying here, um, how could I not be happy being in such wonderful, joyous, energetic company? So the waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. The daffodils were more exciting than the waves. A poet could not but be gay. So maybe at the beginning of the poem he wasn't feeling happy, but this has made him happy and energetic uh, because he is in such wonderful company. Um, I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. Wealth in this context, what does it mean? Wealth in the context of the poem, does it mean value, money, or power? Wealth in the context of this poem. I'll read you this bit again. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee, the daffodils. A poet could not but be gay in such jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. So he gazed and gazed, it means he watched for a long, long time. If I say I gazed and gazed, it means I looked for a long, long time. Um, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. And he's saying, but he didn't think about what effect this day would have on him in future. And of course we're talking about the value of the experience, um, not the power or the money, we're talking about the value of the experience, how important this experience was to him. He didn't know how much wealth it would bring him and it means how much value or how important this experience would be to him later in life. Uh, so we move on to the last bit of the poem and he says, he says here, for oft, for often, when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Um, so what might a vacant mood be? A vacant mood. Is this bored and not thinking so much? Uh, worried? Or is it over-analyzing? If I say I'm in a vacant mood. Now if we say someone is vacant, like a vacant look, I'm going to do a vacant look for you now. <laughs> this would be a vacant look. Vacant means sort of empty. Um, so if you're in a vacant mood, it means you're not thinking, you're probably bored, there's nothing in, on your mind, but it's in a, a quite a negative way. So if I'm in a vacant mood, it means I'm so bored that I've got no inspiration. Um, and so what's interesting here is he uses two words, vacant and pensive. Now vacant means no thoughts, whereas pensive is the opposite. Pensive means a lot of thoughts that usually make you feel a bit sad. Like if someone is pensive, it means they're having a very kind of serious 
thoughtful moment, usually thinking about something negative or sad. So he's saying when he's on the couch, whether he's bored and has no thoughts, or whether he has a sort of negative thought, the daffodils do something for him. And so I want to know, at the end of the poem, does he feel lonely? Yes or no? Let me read the end of the poem for you. For oft when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive thought, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Um, they flash upon that inward eye, so his inward eye are his, his own thoughts, his feelings, his own kind of inspiration, his soul as it were. Uh, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. So I would say at the end of the poem he does not feel lonely. He does not feel lonely because he has the daffodils with him. Um, and so what he has taken away from this experience with the daffodils is whenever he is bored or lonely or feels negative, he remembers the daffodils and they kind of lift him out of that experience. So he doesn't feel lonely um, because he has the daffodils, he has taken the daffodils with him. Um, so, so, at the beginning of the poem, he talks about feeling lonely. Um, and I think that's kind of important. Um, so let's talk about that uh, and why there's a sort of shift in the poem. At the beginning of the poem, it is suggested that he comes out of his sadness or loneliness because of the daffodils. So let me read you the first bit. I wandered lonely as a cloud. I'm lonely. He is lonely as a cloud. He is on his own drifting through the countryside that floats on high or vales and hills. So he's going through nature on his own. And this gives an idea of it being a bit of a, like a negative walk because he wandered lonely and wandering usually means I don't have a purpose. When all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils. So he's making, he's making the daffodils into a, into a group of people as it were, he calls them a crowd and a host, which is sort of a group of, of angels maybe, or a group of, of wonderful creatures. Beside the lake, beneath the trees, and fluttering and dancing in the breeze. So we've got the contrast of the first line where he's saying he wandered lonely as a crowd, and then suddenly he is surrounded by this crowd of daffodils, and they're dancing, and they're, um, you know, that's the vocabulary he uses, they're dancing, there's thousands of them, they're tossing their heads in a sprightly dance, they're joyful. And so at the end of the poem, we also have him saying a sort of similar thing where when he's on his couch alone and he feels in a vacant or a pensive mood, so kind of like at the beginning of the poem where he was wandering aimlessly, now he's on the couch aimlessly, sitting. Um, but then in his inner inward eye, so inside he can remember the daffodils, and they bring him pleasure, um, and he dances, his heart dances with the daffodils. So he's no longer alone when he thinks of the daffodils. So that's why he's not lonely, and absolutely correct, Marianne, we can say that he's alone, but not lonely. Absolutely correct. So alone, he is literally alone, there's no one else with him, 
But he's not lonely because he has the memory of the daffodils. <laughs> Thank you, da David. May the daffodils be with you. I have some lovely daffodils on my balcony today. So uh, I also enjoy looking at the daffodils in the morning. Um, and so let's talk about this a little bit as well. And I just want to talk about one of the ways that he makes the daffodils feel like people. Oh wait, I just want to show this first. So at the beginning of the poem, it is suggested he comes out of his sadness and loneliness because of the daffodils. The same is true at the end. The same is true at the end. So at the beginning, I wanted loneliness of cloud. I saw the daffodils. I love the daffodils. They make me feel like I have people. Um, same at the end. I sit at home, at home alone, but I think of the daffodils and I'm no longer alone. Now another thing I want to show you about the poem and why it's so beautiful, he, he describes the daffodils as golden instead of yellow. He calls them a host of daffodils. And so instead of, so host is um, a noun that we use to describe a group of angels. It's a host of angels, not a group of angels. Um, when he talks about the stars a lot, he talks about the Milky Way. Again, he is giving it a sort of angelic, or heavenly feel. And so it's almost like the daffodils are a kind of, I want to say like a divine inspiration. Um, it's almost like this is, a, is something heavenly. It is angelic that he sees them. And so this is a very, very good thing to think about with this poem. Let me read it out one more time and I want you to think about what we've spoken about today. So it's his loneliness and then him finding this group of daffodils and how they inspire him, how they feel like a sort of heavenly, joyous, wonderful thing, a chorus of angels, a host of angels, like the thousands of stars in the galaxy. Um, and then I want you to think about at the end of the poem, how he is alone at home and what the daffodils do for him. And remember, if you have any questions, please ask in the chat. But let me read it one more time now that we've analysed it a little bit. Um, so, I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of the bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. It's a nice poem. It's a really, really beautiful poem. And it's been lovely to share it with you today. And I hope you understand now the kind of use of the English language 
to give you this feeling of loneliness into joy, into loneliness, into joy again. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So, and I hope you take something from this poem. Um, please feel free to read it on your own again uh, and see what I talk about. Um, maybe you also saw this sort of angelic, joyous language. Sprightly, a host, um, they, they danced in the breeze, they flutter. He sort of turns the daffodils into a living group of creatures in a way, which I think is lovely. So, thank you for joining in on this advanced stream, and I look forward to seeing you all on the next stream very, very soon. So thank you for your fantastic comments, for your fantastic contributions as always, and well done for learning quite an advanced English poem. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and I will see you all very soon. Until then, my friends, goodbye, bye-bye.